Guys, episode one hundred or 234 of the Morning State. Hot start for me. Uh, you're joined by your host, Kat. I'm here with my co-host, Brownie. Brownie, how's everything going, man? I don't think you should edit anything. Leave it all. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just give the background here. This is the uh, equivalent. What do you call it? Analogy? The same the metaphor? No, no, no. Like, it's, like, I got the call. Hey, Brownie, we're short skaters. Can you make it to the rink? And I went to the Mrs. Brownie and said, hey, do you care if I take off? She's like, no, get the hell out of here. And I'm rushing into the locker room. I'm trying to get dressed really quick. I got to wrap my knees. I got to, you know, whatever I do. No stretching. I'm out there for my first shift. And that was basically our conversation during the Bruins Capitals game. Yeah, essentially what happened. I'm going to St. Louis tomorrow, so I'm not going to be able to record a pod. So. Brownie's hopping on. We got a nice dock filled out. Uh, Rangers are playing tonight. It's a good night of hockey. I got to watch a little bit of the Bruins. Yep. Looked like they were getting pumped. They came back. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Brad Markman is a hockey player. Um, we have a lot of stuff to kind of go over. We're going we're gonna to start with our Mia Culpas. Again, if you guys know a girl named Mia Culpa and she wants to like be like the voice of the Mia Culpa segment, let us know. Uh, first off, and I'm really this would have been a Mia Culpa for me, and I'm glad I didn't say it. So Betty White on the cover of People uh, 17 Days Ahead of Her Birthday to Celebrate 100th, the cover curse. Now, last week we talked about Betty White, correct? Yep. And Yeah, last week. So have you ever seen the movie The Wedding Crashers? Mm-hmm. You know the grandma in The Wedding Crashers? Yes, yes. So I thought that was Betty White, and I didn't say <laughs> and I didn't say that was Betty White. Thank God. Uh, but, yeah, dude, this is kind of crazy. Like, oh, hey, is happy it, birthday. Wedding Crashers or just Wedding Crashers? It's the Wedding Crashers. So is, is the only there a gun in there? Oh boy, I don't know. I'm starting off the Mia Culpa segment with a Mia Culpa. <laughs> That's Mia Culpa, 3D. Culpa, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it was it was just uh, something I noticed, and I was like, oh man, we should mention her again. I mean, I feel like we didn't really do we didn't do a whole lot about her, but I mean, she had a very slim, if any, connection to hockey, so understandable. But she was a national treasure and. <laughs> People magazine killed her, but you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fucked up, dude. Uh, Ken playing bottom half of Heart and Soul. What is it? Oh, okay. So, one of my buddies, because they do apparently listen with paper and pencil, um, <laughs> he uh, so remember when we were talking about playing the instrument? Oh, yeah, and you were like, Oh, I know this thing on the piano, bum, 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 bum. Is that what that's called? One of my buddies. So apparently, there's this Dude, thing. Shut called, the fuck up. He could he could tell what I was doing doing that. Yeah. Well, I think that speaks more to his musical music than yours. But um, <laughs> <coughs> so apparently, there's a thing called Heart and Soul where two people. It's like dun 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 dun. It's like dun dun dun. Yeah. And you were playing the bottom half, so you're a power bottom. Congratulations. Oh God damn. damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Actually, that wasn't planned. That just popped into my head. Okay. Yeah. But that's what you were. You you were playing the bottom half of Heart and Soul. So congrats okay. to you. Okay. Jeez. Uh so we talked about the Russia team being kicked off the plane. Uh it's not just the Russian team, it's also the Czech team. We just want to double back on that. Um we forgot to mention the Alex Carpenters on the US women's team. Shout out yeah. to Bobby Carpenter. Friend of the program. Yep, friend of the program. Well, uh, what is going on here? What's going on here? You keep going. I'm having issues. We're, we're, we're doing great. We're going to power through this. Uh, we forgot to mention how the Edmonton uh, Oilers were clicking at a 50% power play to open a season, so I can understand. I mean, 
that's a hot power play. Yeah, you're not going to uh, sustain that. What the fuck? <laughs> Brownie's camera's going in and out, but it's fine. We're doing audio. Uh, <laughs> the Bennington with the chicken soup and the special thermos water bottle during the Winter Classic. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine. Just Here's a little bit of chicken noodle soup, whatever. But those were... when you went to grab a swipe and and they were like, oh. I mean, <coughs> you they, they pop the bottle, or if they pop the bottle off of that, and there's just like carrots and chicken all over the ice. <laughs> That'd be funny, actually. Right. Uh, so that was that was the Mia Culpas. Uh, we're gonna kind of get into some pretty tragic news. Uh, Teddy Balkind, Connecticut high school player, he uh, passed away at a high school hockey game uh, last week. Uh, it was a really really messed up accident. At 16 years old, sophomore, played for St. Luke's School in New New Canaan, Connecticut. Canaan, uh, yeah. So, I mean, just it sucks. We want to mention him. Uh, shout out to his family. Send your thoughts and prayers over there. Um, the just brutal. It's about all I got. I mean, I don't know if you can say anything more than that. It's no, just... that's what the whole the sticks out was for. Uh, sticks out for Teddy, and it's just a sad thing. A 16 year old kid, you know. I mean, I, you know, my heart goes out to his family and friends. It's just, uh, awful awful thing dude it's brutal and it, it sometimes life just gives you fucking stupid shit and you don't understand why things happen and i don't know it's got like thoughts and prayers for his family you hate to see it um we're gonna try to go from sad to a little bit better uh matthew gomer chick did i get that right American, yeah i would say so uh, the humble Broncos bus crash. He signed an ECHL contract with the Atlanta Gladiator, uh, Gladiators. He suffered a concussion, bleeding from the brain and a dislocated shoulder in the crash. He's played six games so far. That's fucking pretty sweet. Yeah, and, good for uh, him. He's one of 13. Um, these two kids are two of 13 survivors. And then another survivor, Ryan Strachnitsky. He is paralyzed from the chest down, is working his way to making the Canadian national sled hockey team. He is prepared to represent Alberta in the national championship before COVID shut it down last year. So, um, I mean, that's, that's awesome for those two guys. I'm really, I'm, I mean, obviously just another really unfortunate event and, uh, they're just, they're making the best of the cards that they were dealt. And I mean, they're tough as shit. That's about all I got on that. What do you have on that, Brownie? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's uplifting, you know, everyone's pulling for, I mean, that was such a tragedy when that happened. Um, and to make anything positive out of it, you, you know, you have to, I mean, it's just great. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you got to try, I mean, these kids are the positive, trying to make the best out of what's happened to them. They're still the trauma that they're dealing with from losing all their friends and teammates, uh, going through that crash. It's a life altering event. And, you know, to be able to do something uh, positive out of it in terms of getting back into a competitive level hockey is fantastic. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. So uh, it's nice to see that. Uh, now we are going to hop into and no. Oh, perfect. Perfect. All right, NHL in the news time. First on the docket, it says Vander Kane. Can we save that until we do Heroes and Zeros? Is that cool? Yep, absolutely. Okay. A seamless transition. All right, perfect. Uh, Edmonton, goalie versus the coach controversy. We saw this. Um, it was Miko Koskinen. He let yep. in some soft goals against the Rangers. Coach comes out and says, hey, our goalie didn't really stop a puck tonight. And then the goalie comes out and he says, 
I don't like being thrown under the bus, but we've only scored six goals in the last seven games or seven goals in the last six games. So doesn't like being thrown on the bus, but practice is throwing people under the bus. Everyone says Tippett's a great player's coach, and I don't maybe it was context thing or something was just not – I don't know. That was a tough, tough statement for a coach to make at any level. You know, yeah, that was a hundred percent throwing his player under the bus. Mm-hmm. And, and we I don't blame I don't blame his reaction to it as the goalie. You know, yeah. And we have a we have a podcast coming out this week with NRD, and him and I kind of talked about, and it was more or less like how how are the Oilers going to solve goaltending? And like Mark Andre Fleury was a name that was brought in, and it was one of those things where it's like, well, does Fleury really want to play in Canada? You know, he just moved his family there, blah, 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 blah. But also, this really doesn't look good for a goalie. I don't think being like, okay, I'm going to go play for a team where the coach is going to be like, well, if I play a bad game, hey. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I will say this. Selfishly, it's making our preseason picks not look so bad. (laughs) Not so bad. Uh, Washington. So, Alex Ovechkin scores 275th all-time power play goal. I watched the Bruins-Caps game for a little bit tonight, and I think Brick mentioned it. Uh the next player, so he has 275. The next active player yeah. to him is Stamco is in Marlowe, and they have 172. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same spot. Uh, your boy, Jack, he said somebody slider. I didn't know who he was recognized or who he was talking about. Oh. What he meant to say was Mariano Rivera's cutter. He would never say Rivera's cutter because the Yankees. Yeah, well, that's what he meant to say. That would be the ac- that would, would be the accurate. Uh, oh, I remember when he said it, too. Nobody uh, knows who he was talking about. What he should have said was Mariano Rivera's cutter, hey, but it's it's right, dude. Same place, same place coming to you every single time. You can't yeah. stop it. <laughs> like insane. Uh, yeah, and Carl Hagman scored on his own net. I mean, talk about an all-time low feeling, right? Have you ever seen that? And I don't know. In the, I'm sure it's happened in the NHL. I've never like watched a game live where it's happened. I have never seen that happen. I think it's fantastic, and nothing better than, <clears throat> excuse me, happening to the Capitals unless it happened to Tampa Bay. I, guess. Um, I think it was great that Minnesota won that game two to one. That was the game winning goal. Yeah, which is <laughs> that's insane, yeah. man. I, you're right. How many times has that actually happened in history? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> moving on to the Flyers. Claude Giroux is quarantined in his hotel room uh, for protocol. He went to watch the Flyers play, but he was blacked out locally, and they didn't get on ESPN Plus. The wife got on Reddit, got him to see uh, they lost 4-1, but being a captain of the NHL, being able to watch it, that's insane. It was hilarious. She was FaceTiming him, and he's like, I don't know what to do, and she got on Reddit was like, help. So I'm sure he found a legal stream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's I mean, poor Claude Giroux. It's not bad enough he's stuck in Philly, wasting away his Hall of Fame career. Now he can't even watch. He's trying to support the boys. It's crazy. You would think, like, I don't know. I can't imagine being the captain of a team not being able to watch the game. Bulls my mind. Uh, Seattle, the organist Rod Masters from Slapshot fame, gets to get a, as organist for cracking games. First trial, he played Lady of Spain, which was the song that made Paul Newman's character, Reggie Dunlap, flip out in the famous scene. I mean, that's pretty fucking cool, right? Reg Dunlop, man, Miss Oh yeah, the Chiefs. Um, yeah, it's fantastic because the guy's not even a hockey fan, and he just Is was like, really? no, he's like a mu- he's just a musician, and he's he's in one of the some of the most iconic moments of that movie. And if yeah. you look, he's never made any money off of it or traded in it. I was reading the article; he's never like tried to make like a name for himself. I mean, look at the guys who play the Hanson brothers. They show up at every single skating event. 
I'm I'm like the Hanson brothers agreed to come on and then didn't come on. Oh really? Yeah, in the past. I feel like that would be one you'd want to do in person if you had all three of them. Yeah, true. Still, just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> Detroit Red Wings, actually the Kalamazoo Wings, played on Rainbow Ice as a part of Hockey's for Everyone initiative. Uh, the Golden Knights had rainbow jerseys that said "Love" on the back or on the crest for warmups. Uh, just all inclusive. This is a good guy of the week, right? Yeah, yeah. I, think we I mean, agree with that. Yeah, and it, I gotta be honest with you. Like, I I put it in one of my blogs. The Bruins did a uh, military appreciation sweater one yep. night, and the, I thought they were sick. <clears throat> um, typically, I don't go for those type of jerseys. Usually, Vegas bats a thousand every time. It's like they're nice. Yeah, they're really it's nice. Colors. It's the black and gold because it's yeah. no, but it's a different gold than the Bruins. You know, it's just they they knock out of the park every time. I've never bought one. Maybe that I'm going to put that on my bucket list. The next time the Rangers come out with like a cool one, maybe I'll get, maybe maybe I'll get a special edition one. No, I got to be Rangers. Can't do that. That's where we actually, that's where we should have our uh, our state of the uh, morning skate. We should all meet in Vegas and go to a, a, a Golden Knights game. That'd be cool. That'd be sick. That. that would be really cool. I, when I was in Vegas, they were actually playing the Stars. We didn't end up going, but I wanted to go so fucking bad. Like, that would have been unreal. Oh, my God. There'd be, like, 50 of my buddies tagging along. <laughs> I uh, went in deep everywhere I go. <laughs> they uh, they also played videos for Marc-Andre Fleury and Ryan Reeves, uh, the, the ceremonial honor videos or whatever. Yep. Marc-Andre Fleury became the first goalie, I think, to beat all 32 NHL teams. The Ryan Reeves one, I think after the game they talked to him and he said how it definitely shook him a little bit. You always kind of wonder if that happens, and for a big tough guy like Ryan Reeves, you got to imagine it happens more than not. Uh, speaking of Ryan Reeves, I saw the Gallant video that you talked about last week. Oh yeah, where they broke it down frame by frame. Yeah, he punched Rebo really, in the face. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that until today. Yeah, that Whatever. was pretty fun. He does it for a living, right? Yeah. Uh, like but I mean, those are two players that meant a ton to that. To that yeah. franchise, to that community, really, because if you remember when Vegas entered the league, that's the, the, with the shooting, right? Yeah, and they needed to rally around something, and those are the guys. I mean, resurrected Ryan Reeves' career for sure. And you can argue that resurrected Flurry's as well. Yeah, no, true, true, true. Flurry's not getting that Chicago deal if he didn't do what he did in Vegas. No, I mean, he just won a Vesna. Mm. So, uh, speaking of the Knights, Jack Eichel, he's practicing with the Knights on Tuesday. So, yeah. <laughs> holy. Shit, that team's gonna be so good. They're they're gonna be next Stay level. Stay hot, Buffalo. Stay hot. <laughs> next level. Uh, we talked about Chicago briefly, but also. Oh, did you see the last thing before we leave Vegas? Did you see the flurry, Robin Leonard? Oh yeah, that was cool. Those that was guys, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big tummy sticks guy, but when it's two guys that are buddies or brothers, I get it. I think know? goalie is cool because I think yeah. goalies share a special bond that like. I'll never know what that is because I, right. when I was younger, yeah, but we didn't have a backup. Like I was playing outside, so like I feel like the, the whole goalie thing—it's not really talked about that often because I think the players get a lot more, I guess, face time. But um, yep, they uh, so Chicago—they trade Alex Nylander as a former eighth overall pick to Pittsburgh for Sam Lafferty. I mean, if, if Alex Nylander is not gonna, maybe you put him with Sid. Uh, like I don't know. I would have thought Alex Nylander would have crushed it in Chicago. They. I feel like that you or you or I could, what hit double digits in points with Sid. I mean, really. Yeah. My, I if I played eighty-two games in the NHL and I was aligned with Sidney Crosby, including power play, I would hope that I would get at least like a point. 
Who knows? Oh, I would just stand in front of the net and be like, yeah, right the stick on the ice, just bang yeah. it off me. And then, yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. I'll keep my head below the bar in case you want to put one off the dome. I mean, that's some, and I, dude, I was looking up the active power play goal list or whatever. Gino actually has like a lot more than Sid. Sid probably has more assists. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. see the assist, but goals wise, yeah. I was like, damn. I don't know. It's funny though. We were talking about Ovechkin. How many penalty K penalty kill minutes does he have? I don't know. Yeah, none. Can't be too many. I'll take Sid all day, all day, every day, twice on Sunday. I'll take Sid. You ever notice, like, when a team sends somebody to the box, they always either send, like, the shittiest player or the best player. And Alex Ovechkin was always the player sent for, like, any sort of misconduct. So you get him out of the box, he's gone. And, like, yeah. that that's how you knew you were sick. Like, if you're serving that penalty, either you're really, really good or you're absolute dog shit. There's, there's no in between. The Bruins were sending DeBrusque. But then he would get come off out of the box and he would just float around. So I think he annoyed Cassidy even more. That's that's the dog shit one. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. you go. Um, Columbus, Jacob Voracek played in his 1,000th game. And 1,000 oh, wait, wait, wait. wait, go back one because you want to oh, keep shit. these next two together. No, you're yeah. right. Yes, yes, yes. Keep it on Chicago. Amateur hour, guys. It's late. No, so. we're good. We're good. Jason Ross Jr. makes history as the first black play-by-play announcer in team history, the first black play-by-play announcer in the NHL's Everett Fitzhugh, who is a radio announcer for the Seattle Kraken. Another good story for the NHL. We love this. The Seattle Kraken, man. I mean, yeah, it's a good story, but it's kind of a bad story. Like, it was yeah, the latest it, franchise. Yeah, but you want to know what? At least it's Oh, you should hire the most qualified. I understand. Yeah, yeah, but at least it's happening, right? Yeah, like, exactly. we, love, we love to see shit like this. Exactly, so. exactly. Positivity. Send them the vibe it. right through the mic. Um, yeah. Now we're going to talk about Jacob. Well, these two, I think, go together nicely. That's why I wanted you. So, so Jacob Voracek, he played in his 1,000th game. Uh, in 1,001 games played, he has 217 goals, 546 assists for 763 points, 493 pims, and 49 games played in the playoffs, nine goals, 19 assists with 54 pims. I love Jacob Voracek, dude. I think that he is just like a, a – very underrated, underappreciated player. I agree. I like him a lot. And the reason I put these points in, because I thought of him as one of those guys, do the dirty work, fight in the corners, you know, hard in yeah. front of the net. But then look at this next guy. Who does, who you, not what you think of when you think of him. But look we're at talking, the numbers. You were talking Joe Thorne. Yeah. So Joe Thorne, he played in a 17, 1700th game. Uh, in 1700 games played, 429 goals. Uh, 1106 assists for 1525 points, 1268 penalty minutes. Yeah, that's the part that stood out to me. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I would have thought Voracek would have mixed it up a little bit more, too. Yeah, yeah, jumbo man. In the playoffs, 186 games played, he has 32 goals, 102 assists for 134 points, 134 pims. He's one of four NHL players with more than 1700 goals, uh, games played and 1100 points. Mark Messier, Ron Francis, Yarmir Yager, and Jumbo Joe Thorne. Pretty good list, dude. <laughs> Ron Francis, probably in a, the most underrated like superstar, I think, in the NHL. For sure. Like his name's never brought up, and he was lights out, dude. Yeah. He, out. All those years in Hartford before he went to Pittsburgh. Yeah. He yep. was he was a fucking good player. Uh John Klingberg in Dallas. He wants out. 29-year-old defenseman signed through the end of the season, 4.25. Dallas is up against it. After the season, Ben signed a three-year, 9.25, and Sagan signed five for 9.85. They chose to sign Miro Haskinen for another five at 8.45, and they can't afford what Klingberg is worth. I'm taking Haskinen over Klingberg any day of the week. Right. But, but I did see, and I was going to talk about this in the Rangers segment, that Larry Brooks threw out his name in, in one of his fucking things. 
So, I mean, the Rangers really always are like attached to any sort of like name. It is kind of annoying. I hope that they don't get him. I think he's a good defenseman. Um, and I think both sides, I mean, I can I understand like, why they signed his. Yeah. And I can also understand why he wants to be out. Trade 100%. This is yeah. just the perfect breakup. I think what happened, and I heard this, I can't take credit for this thought. I heard this on 32 Thoughts, and I think it was Elliot there said that the problem that Dallas ran into is that Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan are worth that money, but they're not holding up physically. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is sometimes. No, 100%. I mean, it, when they signed at that time, nobody thought that was a bad deal. No, not at all. And I still don't really think they are. I mean, they're no, still great players. Better, but if they miss 30 or 40 games each, it's a whole yeah. different deal, you know? 100%. Um, it'd be interesting to see where he goes. Maybe Boston. Mm. I don't. I don't think so. They're attached to the. Um, the latest thing is they're attached to the uh, the left winger from Phoenix. Uh, what's Phil? his name? Kraus. Oh, Lawson Kraus. Yeah. Lawson Kraus. Number sixty-seven. Because everybody. Oh, we need the big bad Bruins. We just beat Tampa and Washington. Pipe it down. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, but Lawson Kraus in that lineup would be pretty cool though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, all right, yeah, but we don't. He's tough, not, dude. He's I know, tough. I understand. I like him, but we're pretty good at left wing, you know. Fair enough. Uh, Ottawa Senators, with their equipment manager and protocol, the team said that their popular assistant manager, uh, Bram Carp, could travel with the team if Austin Watson could score four goals in practice. He had three leading into the shootout drill. He got the fourth. The team erupted. It was great. Yeah, you could, they just love the equipment managers. Every team. Yeah. I mean, you had to. It's fine. That's got to be a really cool job. Like, I understand the hours. Be a very hard like job. That. Yeah, but that that would be pretty cool to do. I think. I think it would be cool to shadow him for like a day, like a day in the life might be cool. I don't know if I'd want to do that full time. I don't know. You're around the rink. You get to go to every single game. You're part of the team. Like, you're part of the team. You get to go to every game. But when the boys leave at eleven thirty, you're there for like another five hours. Bro, they definitely take home more than a hundred grand. Oh, 100%. And then there's, I'm sure there's all like kinds of. Like, not even on salary. I'm just talking about at the end of the year, like the guys tipping them and shit. Yeah, I there's all kinds of off the cuff stuff and, you know, giveaways and the players get stuff, they give it to them. I'm sure they're very well compensated, but it's also, I mean, hard work. Reason, it's hard work. Yeah. Yeah. But if anybody wants me to start, you know, doing that, you let me fucking know. Uh, Pittsburgh, more equipment manager news. Paul DeFazio worked his 1500th regular season game last Wednesday. Got a nice picture with Sid and Latang. Gave him a jersey with 1500 on the back. Fucking cool, dude. 1500 hockey games. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's 10, what? 10. Uh... It's almost 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's regular season. That's not counting playoffs. That's fucking crazy. So the thing that stuck out to me is uh, so everybody was talking about how it was a nice picture with Sid and Latang, And then people were like, that's rarer than uh, like the jersey or something. So is there like some beef that, that I'm unaware of between Sid and Latang? I never heard of it. Neither did I. But there was there a lot was. of talk on Twitter about it. Interesting. So I, yeah, but I don't really see a lot of pictures of Sid anyway. Oh, like in the room with the guys and stuff, you know? Yeah. No, it was no. just weird. It was just a few comments, and I was like, huh, that was odd, you know? Yeah, that's like it, yeah. Like so I got to watch for it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the LA Kings announced that Mark Bergman uh, signed a senior advisor to Rob Blake. Rumors that Blake has an extension getting announced any day. 
Dude, the picture with him and the tattoos, he has like sleeve tattoos. Yeah. I had no idea he had sleeve tattoos. Yeah. That makes I, I don't know if he has, I don't know if he has both jacked. or one. I'm not sure. And he's jacked. Yeah. Good flow, too. In the red suit, dude. Bergman, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the big thing was when he signed that everybody's like, oh, Rob Blake's out. Rob Blake's out. Well, Rob Blake's getting signed to a, a long t- uh, four or five year extension, is the rumor. So sounds like they're just going to work in harmony. Dude, Rob Blake was a fucking hell of a hockey player, too, huh? Yeah, he was. He was tough as shit. Luke Robitaille's there as the president, also. Luke Robitaille, he played on a line with uh, Gretz and uh, Nicholas Sundstrom when they were yep. in New York. Uh, so this is this is the hot and not segment. Uh, hot. Yeah, Gabriel Landeskog tallied seven points, four goals, three assists in three games, earning himself the first week star of the week. Uh, not. Gabriel Landeskog tested positive for COVID-19. So... That I mean, that's kind of shitty. When you start buzzing, then you get sick. You hate to see it. Um, I wanted to mention this. Jack Hughes, I thought this was kind of a very candid quote that came out. Uh, this is on his rookie year. I hated it. I was in high school. Then the following year, I was making a million bucks. Yeah, it really sucks, Jack. <laughs> uh, I got McDavid one night, Marshan the next night, and then Crosby the next. They called me a pretty boy player who couldn't play. Spends too much of his time, palms up, crying to the refs. Hey, oh, this is what you said. I thought yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. I, you know what, dude, you're right. He does. He does spend a lot of time bitching, but you know, who spent a ton of time bitching when they were younger. Who said, Sid? Sid was getting abused. This kid complains about everything. <laughs> he was getting abused. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking for it right now. I don't, uh, I don't think you're wrong. It's just, that's like oh, here it is. the USA hockey way, I guess. Uh, but, 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 but. Yeah, it was the it was the game winning goal when the Bruins played them. He got his he, Thomas Noshik gave him like a love tap stick check, and he dropped his stick like it weighed a thousand pounds, and literally was like to the ref, back to the play when the Bruins scored. Yeah, in his defensive zone, it's a tough look, bud. It is a tough look, and I think yeah. he's still young though. He's still a kid. Who knows? Maybe he ends up being cool. Is he older than is he older than Quentin Hughes? Younger. Quentin? I think he's the middle. Okay. I think. I think he's in the middle. Um, yeah, so that's the Jack Hughes thing. Uh, yes, yesterday, the NHL did away. Uh, yesterday in 1918, the NHL did away with a rule that prevented goaltenders from dropping to the ice to make a save. Previously, in the NHA, the National Hockey Association, they had gone as far as finding goaltenders $2 for sprawling on the ice to make a save. I never knew that. No, and it's funny. There's I have some uh, historical dates coming up in the Bruins, which I think it's ties in perfectly with that. It's great that oh. you have those. I, I like doing like little weird shit. I'm like a yeah. big. Like, if you could just pull like a weird stat that nobody knows out of your ass, how was awesome. Like that kid, he just knows the stupidest shit about stuff. So <laughs> I'm trying to keep throwing a couple of those bad boys in there. Uh, we're gonna get into dump and change, dump and change segment. Here we go. Starting it out, Bob Saget. Rest in peace, man. Yeah, uh, that that was. You know what's cool about Bob Saget is he had, he did Full House, so he was yep. essentially like America's dad, right? Like that was like America's Daniel funny home videos too, I, which was awesome. But then in his older years, I don't know if you ever saw him on Entourage. Oh yeah, he would pretend like he was just an absolute loose cannon. And well, maybe he when was, he, his stand up, he does filthy jokes. He's yeah. he was hilarious stand up. And what's sad is he he did a show the night before he passed away, and he was promoting his tour. Oh no shit! Yeah. Damn, yep. that sucks. And this is how you know he's a good person. It's the people that talk about him after he passes. Every comedian talks about how generous and how great a guy and how nice he was. And I read this. Um, so 
when Full House was a TV show, they were the two girls, the twins, the Olsen twins, mm -hmm. right? Yep. When they became five years old, I guess at that point they can work longer hours by the laws of Hollywood mm -hmm. or child labor laws, whatever it is. So the whatever the company was that the show was on, ABC or whatever network, NBC, whoever – was like, well, now we can hire just one of them because they can do the work of the two that were like, let's say they only could work two hours a day, but when they're five, they can work four hours a day or whatever right. it is. And Saget was like, absolutely not. They're both equally part of the show. <laughs> no and, shit. And he put his foot down and stuck up for them, which he didn't have to do at all. Right. So, yeah, it's like the whole <laughs> Bo Bennett thing. It's just how you treat people. Actually, shout out to Bo Bennett. I got, I'm going to send him an Instagram message. Uh, the other night when I was plowing up here in Boston area, we got some snow. There was, at, I think, four or five times when I was out, I saw people at the end of their driveway with the big bank from the the streets. And I just dropped it and hit them and gave them the old wave and the toot toot. Yeah, because I, I was listening to the Bo Bennett podcast. Yeah, <laughs> That was, a, that was a good pod. I had a ton of people reach out and be like, hey, that was fucking awesome. So Yeah, yeah. That's one of the more well-received ones that we've done, I think. Yeah. Uh, you're going to hate me. I don't know who this is. Sidney Poitier. Yeah, I didn't think you would. He's an older actor, uh, gr uh, groundbreaking. Um, the So he was a black actor, uh, big in the 60s, 70s. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that you would know him from. Um, I'll pull him up. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, but when Holly Berry and Denzel Washington won their Oscars, he also – received a lifetime achievement during that same year in the Oscars. And it was the first time there was ever three black winners at the Oscars. No shit. Yeah. He was a phenomenal actor. I don't know if I know this guy. You do. If you looked at his, if, if you looked at his film, filmography, is that what you call it? Uh, I M B D. Yeah. 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 If you look there, you, I'm sure you'd recognize some movies. He was in a, a movie, with uh, Tom Berenger and Kirstie Alley way back when. He played like an FBI agent up in Alaska. And Tom Berenger was like a trapper that helped him or something. But yeah, he was a great actor. Wild Bunch. I think the Wild Bunch. Uh, Mr. Oh, my mom's going to be pissed if she hears this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to watch the Oscars with my mom when I was a kid. But... Okay. All right. Well, rest in peace, Sid. Yeah, yeah rest in peace. Uh, AB came out with his side of whatever's going on. I, this guy's a joke. I, I don't even. Well, remember. yes and no. I, I I've, I've come joke. around to this. I've come around to this a little bit. Not 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 that I don't think he's in the right, but uh, I think ever since he got hit that time when he was at the Steelers by uh, Perfect. Yep. Perfect, the linebacker when he croaked him. Yep. I don't think he's been right. And he and might, he he might not be, dude. And I if that's the case, hundred percent. But I'm, I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I can't like really diagnose what's going on. I'm watching sure. a guy who threw a giant hissy fit. Yeah, no, I agree with you, and I think that the people around him, and this is what happens with celebrities, right? And rich people. But the people around him, hundred percent. Look at Mike Tyson, dude. Mike right. Tyson has the world by the balls, bro. Yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. They're living in these echo chambers where everybody's telling them, you know what to do and you know how great they are and they don't they need someone to be like dude you need to go see a therapist is, is mike need... tyson the biggest waste of talent of all time well wait wait why is he the biggest waste of talent he was the heavyweight champion yeah i get that but i mean in terms of just like if he didn't get involved with all that shit 
he would have been, I think, I think probably the greatest ever. You, well, people argue that he is still. Um, you know what I mean, though? Like, no, no, I like understand. Him. I understand. I think what happened to Tyson was, um, is it Cuss, Cuss or Gus, the model? Maybe there were two of them. Their brothers, his trainers, when they passed away, or when his, who's basically a father figure to him, when they passed away is when he went off the rails. Dude, he was just, yeah. I, I got, I went down a, a fucking, just I, the last week I've been going on YouTube and just searching random shit. And I just get into like these things where I just watch these things. And one night I was just watching Mike Tyson highlights and I was like, this was the baddest dude. I've oh, yeah. ever like, and I understand UFC with all this shit or whatever. If you ever taught Mike Tyson, like if Mike Tyson came up and he wasn't a boxer and he just wanted Uf UFC or whatever, he would have ripped everybody limb by limb. Like I just, he just punched hard, whatever. Neither here nor there, but yeah, back to AB. And if there, if there's issues, I hope he. No, no, I, I hope right. he. I think you're right. I think we're both right. I think he needs help, but I also think he threw. <laughs> it. We can yeah. we can agree. Yes. Yeah, I will agree wholeheartedly with that. Yeah, both sides of that. Yo, I saw this Johnny, Johnny Knoxville. He showed up on SmackDown. He tossed Sami Zayn from the ring. Officially put himself in the Royal Rumble. Dude, yeah, I'm like, telling you right now. Team. Not only are they promoting this movie perfectly, right? Because it comes out February fourth. New trailer dropped. I, I I probably wasted an hour today watching it and showing and, people. And the fact that he's going on wrestling, those are the yep. people that watch Jackass. Yep. And the best is the his like when he threw the guy out, the Jackass music played at the ring. Fucking <coughs> great. You know that's my ringtone, right? No, I didn't like know. I didn't know you were that big into it. Call. Do you have your phone on you? Yeah, I have my phone on me. We'll we'll figure this out. This is uh this, this is, is great, great guys, podcast. This is, the, uh, this is the morning skate pod. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> ring here in a second. He probably has on vibrate. I'm gonna have to just do no, it I just turned it on. Oh, it went right to your voicemail. Of course it did. Let's try <laughs> one more time. Now it's ringing. Oh. Can you hear it? Yeah. Yeah. That's my ringtone. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, so they they're marketing this great. The music played, you know. Oh, that's what we should do at some point for a three stars top three entrance musics to WW to pro wrestling top three entrance music. And, pro wrestling, wow! And if you could be a pro wrestler, what would your entrance song be? Can we do? Can we just do that instead this week? Why are you? Dude, you know how much I wrote down. For we can all do right, that though. Enough, no, no, we can do enough. both. Listen, Fair. we're off the rails all over the place. We can yeah. do, we'll do, we'll do that in three stars. <laughs> think, start thinking. I know, I got my top three already. I think I, think I got mine. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, so now we're gonna have to play bits of audio off our phone so the people know what song. Oh, no, we can't do that, dude. <laughs> Jeez, this will be like an eight-hour podcast. Uh, last one, Ken and Brownie, maybe doing the Amazing Race. I think you yeah. brought it up to me. What do so, we got to send in a video? So here's the story. We I was watching The Amazing Race. It's probably, well, besides cooking shows, it's the only, like, those cooking contest shows. I like those because I feel like that's a skill, you know? Okay. Um, Like the Gordon Ramsay or the Robert Irvine yeah. type shows. Idiot um, sandwich. The what? The, the one meme where it's like, what are you? And he's like, I'm an idiot sandwich. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, So I do like The Amazing Race because they, they run around the world. They have to do challenges. It's physical, mental, and they get to go everywhere. And I'm always like, oh, that'd be really cool to go. And my daughter was going upstairs with my wife, and I was on the couch watching, and my daughter's like, what is that? And my wife goes, oh, that's a show your daddy likes, and maybe you guys can do it someday. 
and you can push him around in a wheelchair. And I'm like, ah, hurtful. <laughs> and then she goes, we, so we were laughing and the part as they were going upstairs, there was a part where they had to, they had to shoot a dart, uh, dartboard and get a bullseye while, and then have a beer before they went. And one guy was like, can I still drink the beer? Cause he hit the bullseye like right away. And they were like, yeah, enjoy it. They were in London. <clears throat> My wife was like, you and Ked should do this. I think it'd be pretty funny if we've never met in person. That's I what I said. That's what I, that's the hook because, oh, how do you guys know each other? Oh, we've been doing this podcast together and uh, I've been writing for him for the last two plus years, whatever it is. And how long, when did you guys meet? When we showed up for this. <laughs> and actually when we send in our video, I'm just going to clip this part and that's going to be the opener of the video. <laughs> Well, there's it. people, there's people there that all the time that are like, like there's a couple on the challenge right now that are, uh, they met during the lockdown and they're dating, uh, cross country and they, this is like the most time they've ever spent together. So there's all the dynamics, you know, Oh boy. It's like he's like, in. what the fuck? And she's like, oh yeah, let me, or, you know, or she could have been yelling at him and he was crying. I don't really remember. So maybe check it out. Maybe we'll be, I'll send in a video. Why the fuck not? I would do. That'd be awesome. Oh, also I messaged one wheel today. They put out a, they they put out a picture of like somebody in Panama or something. It was like a hot, like girl in like this little white, like outfit with like jean shorts. And there were like three pictures and I commented on it. I go, let's get Brownie one. And he has to go down there and and recreate these images. I I said, whatever that other one, I will do I, I have a pair of old hockey pants. I think they're red over there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw those on in my Ray Bork jersey. And I will do, I will try all of these moves. Right. One wheel, are you listening? One wheel, are you listening? Uh, now, wouldn't it be talk- something if that girl you saw in Panama, if her name was Mia Culpa? I mean, that would, that would be insane. <laughs> I'll see if I can find out. Um, Rangers talk. So they got pumped by Vegas, but then they came back and and they they beat the Ducks pretty good. Uh, the scoring chances were like thirty seven to fourteen or some shit like that. Uh, Panarin's coming back from COVID tonight. They're playing the Kings right now. Gallant has COVID, so they called up Chuck Knobloch. His name's not Chuck, but that's what I call him. I think his name's Chris. Uh, he did this last year with David Quinn, I think. Uh, so he's prepared. I wanted to bring this up so everybody has COVID on the team. Brodzinski, Gettinger, and Barron they all played against the Ducks the other night. Gettinger's been in the system for what it seems to be 20 years. I have no idea this guy's still in the system. Brodzinski has been here the last couple of years. Barron's like a newer guy. Uh, I've been hard on Gettinger. I just, he's never really showed me anything, but let me tell you what, he played a hell of a hockey game against the ducks. So did Brodzinski. So did Barron. They served the purpose. He served the role. They were hard on the forecheck. They were throwing the bodies around. Just shout out to those guys. Keep fucking working hard. Um, Tenorti, Tenor, he scored a goal. Lindgren had two goals. They asked, uh, Lindgren when the last time he scored two goals was he said it was probably back in Shattuck because he didn't do it in college either. Uh, the Klingberg rumors, which I discussed. Yeah, I wanted to bring up, I don't know why this popped in my head, but one player that you always kind of liked for your favorite team that but it was never that good. My guy, Nicholas Sundstrom. I thought he was going to be sick. He wore 24. We talked about him earlier when he played online with Robitaille and Gretzky. Um, and then one other thing, because I'm kind of like this, like I hate having a text group and somebody not having an iPhone. It drives me fucking insane, like seeing like the green thing. I just, I hate it. It's just get a, it's 2022. Get a fucking iPhone. Um, and again, uh, iPhone, if you would like to sponsor us. Hundred <laughs> percent, dude. Like, figure it out. Um, so Artemi Panarin, he said he wasn't so sure if the team knew he was coming back or not because he's still using the Nokia phone. I got kicked out of the group text. So it's nice to see other people are like that. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you. So, is that just a regular phone? Uh, Nokia? No, Nokia? How do you say it? Nokia? I'm, I'm assuming it's just like an Android kind of fucking thing where it just doesn't link up with iPhone messages. Gotcha. I have a cousin who she's always like, we need to FaceTime. I'm like, yeah, but you don't have an iPhone. It's brutal. She's down in Florida. I'm like, ugh. Oh, actually, before we move on, I want you to, if you, if you keep watching Rangers games, I want you to watch Filipino and let me know what you think. Okay. Because I think he's fucking dog shit, and I'd get rid of him. <laughs> he's, supp- he's supposed to be a center. Like, that's his thing. He doesn't make anybody around him better. He's a one-man show. And they put him on the wing, and he's a defensive liability. He- check him out. He skates. He- They're he's on right now, aren't they? Aren't yeah. They literally he- right now. He's noticeable, but and watch, he's going to score a hat trick tonight. I can't tell you how many times this year in the Rangers chat I chirp somebody on the Rangers and they fucking score two goals that game. It happens almost every time, so he's probably going to score a hat trick tonight. There you go. But uh, Bruins talk. Here we go. Uh, Bruins, they lost to Minnesota because it was Minnesota and the refs, and then they uh, beat um, they beat uh, Tampa, those scummers, and then they uh, beat the Caps tonight. Seven to three was a football score. You got to feel pretty good, though. You just beating those two teams. Well, the Bruins have one loss in 2022. I mean, that's pretty I'm just, good. I'm just saying, if the Rangers beat the Lightning and then the Caps back to back, I'd be like, holy shit. Well, the Caps have always got that thing with the Bruins because of Holtby yep. for years that they couldn't beat them. And they're a good team, dude. They are a good team, and they run around. And, you know, like we were taught, we were texting during the game. They're bottom six. I mean, I would take. I would take their bottom six. They're effective right? as fuck, dude. <laughs> like they are yeah. effective. Yeah. The Jim Dowd, Garnet Hathaway. I forget who else is on the line. I hate Hathaway, but like they Connor they Sheary's play, playing third line. They play a role, man. Connor Sherry, two cups too, by the way. Um, DeBrusque is still out with COVID, and the Bruins can't lose with Jake not playing. So see ya. I, I just at this point though, it's almost like we need him to come back and play so they can get something for him. Yeah. You know, but yeah. there was an article today and everyone's commenting about uh, what was it we talked about before? The winger from um, Arizona, Leighton Lawson Kraus. Lawson Kraus. Everybody's like, why would the Bruins exile the brust to the desert? I'm like, who cares? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, oh, it just drives me crazy. Uh, Carson Kuhlman, Oscar Steen playing with uh, Charlie Coyle looks like a solid line. They mixed it up a little bit tonight with Frederick. Um, they he put looks Coleman... good. what Oscar Steen looks good. Yeah, I like him and I like him and uh Coleman with Coyle actually because Coyle's so responsible that these guys can run around a little bit. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> homeboy Jack keeps saying that uh, Oscar Steen craves contact, he just keeps saying it, dude. <laughs> I thought I thought it was crazy. There was a uh, the Pasternak delay of game non call. Mm-hmm. When it was clearly delay a game and Brick was like, that's delay a game. And Jack was like, no, it's not. I thought it was funny because you could definitely tell that sometimes Brick is like, Jack, fucking chill out. Oh, oh, 100 <laughs> percent. Hilarious. There's video clips of, of Brick holding him back. Like, really? yeah, pushing it like, calm, just take it easy. Oh, yeah, there's videos of that. It's just funny because it like yeah. he reels him in because Jack's such a homeboy. He's like, oh, All right, come on. that's why he, like, that was delay game. Boy Jack. Uh, did you see David Krejci with uh, shots fired from across the pond? No. So they moved Pasternak down, right? They got him on the second line with Hall and Hall. Yep. And Krejci is over in check, and someone stuffed a camera in his face and was like, what do you think of that? Like, it was a completely, like, gotcha type thing. And Krejci's like, basically, he's he was very measured in his in his 
response. Uh, but basically what he said was, I wish they had done that with me because me and pasta had some pretty good chemistry. And it was like, it was an unnecessary story, but I wonder if it was done and Don Sweeney saw that and just gave him a quick little buzz and be like, Krejci will slot you right in there between <laughs> between Hall and Pasta if you come back, buddy. I mean, yeah. it, it was it was funny. It, that was a very that was probably the most positive news I've seen about Krejci coming back was the the fact that he was commenting on it. Uh, Tuca has signed the PTO and everyone's head in Boston is exploding because what are we gonna do? It's so easy, dude. Swayman is on his entry level contract. Yeah, he can go down and he can be on the taxi squad. So they can do a three-goalie rotation. And you get him games. Yeah, it's fucking idiotic. Uh, Felino's out with a lower body injury, and now Frederick didn't play the third period with an upper body injury. It didn't look like a big hit, and he was bashing his stick on the dasher on his way out. I think that the the they it was because of the concussion history. They grabbed him, and they were like, yep, shut it down. That's my guess. It was. I'm guessing it was precautionary. Was it late in the third? Uh, it was late in the second. He didn't play the third. He hit. He hit him and uh, Ovechkin hit, and he just did one of these like dunk, and then he was like knocking his helmet back down. Yeah. Um. Well, you already said Brad Marchand is a man. He's a hockey player, man. dude. He's a yeah. fucking hockey player. There's no. There's. If you were to ask me if you could describe Brad Marchand in two words, hockey player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, it, it, from, from the replays at first, it looked like the stick sliced him wide open, but on the reverse angle, it looked like it hit his helmet up and his chin strap caught the helmet and jabbed it back down. Well, his it, nose, it was, fucked. and it, it was the shield and it's definitely broken. It, well, that and just like the cosmetics of it, dude. Like yeah. it looked like it took a giant slice out of his fucking. It was nose. like when Stamkos got his face peeled oh, open. Against the God. Yeah, I don't think I, he went and got repairs. I don't think he missed the next shift. I think he missed one. I think he might have missed because yeah, he was getting repairs. Yeah, yeah. Like that was fucking. But then he he came back and he had two and one. That was like his fifty third three point game or something. And speaking of multi point games, Matt Grizzlick got five points tonight. Okay, here you go. Here's some dates for you. Matt Grizzlick got five points tonight. The last Bruin to do so was Ray Bork on January 2nd, 1994. Also, weirdly enough, versus the Capitals. Grizzlick was born three days later. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Yeah. And then also this week in 1979, number four, Bobby Orr goes to the rafters. Bobby Orr, one of the greatest of all time, baby. Yep. Hell of a hockey player. Yep. Hell of a fucking hockey player. So you go. So no, the Bruins they have uh Montreal on Wednesday, I, I believe, at home. But I think if I read this correctly, <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna I don't know. I don't think they're gonna switch locker rooms. I think it's only gonna affect changes, line changes. I think Montreal's the home team. What? Oh. Yeah, because it's it's a game that got uh postponed in Montreal. So the bees have to play on the away bench? Maybe I don't know what they're gonna do, dude. Can you imagine if they had the Montreal get dressed in the Bruins locker room, and the Bruins had to get dressed in the road locker room? They you would never that. do that. The no, they'll never do that. But in the old days, in the old Garden, they'd be like, "Wait, who are we supposed to cut the heat off to?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I could be hundred percent wrong on this, and I'm sure I'll receive a text from Hal in the group chat calling me a dope. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I read that. So, there you have it. Morning skate, just a hockey podcast of pretty shares, which I'm okay with. <laughs> Uh, beerly ground up. 
we beat the number one team in the league last night, like six, three had a couple apples. Um, tomorrow I go to St. Louis and I play in a company hockey game, Teddy bear toss. So hopefully I get the first one. Uh, and dude, they're making so it. What's the, teddy, the teddy bear toss is for a hat trick. No, Teddy bear toss first goal of the game. You throw teddy bears on the ice. They pick them up and they donate them to charity. Do you get to keep one? Uh, no, I think they all oh, go to charity, but you don't get to uh, around and pick one like a hat trick. That would be kind of cool. That would be like you get to keep your favorite one. Um, but they're making it mandatory for people to like go to this fucking thing. So I don't think I've played in front of this many people in like the how many people are we talking? Over a hundred. Huh? And like a small practice rink. It's gonna it's gonna be so there's gonna be like 150 teddy bears. Yeah. You gotta get someone to video this. <laughs> I'm just like I'm bugging out right now. I have no idea what's gonna happen. I think I'm you need to put one. your I think you need to put your phone like somewhere up high, center ice, and panoramic, so you can. And I think you need to be. I think you need to be a fucking hun. And as soon as they drop the puck, you gotta just scoop it and go as fast, just right to the net. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll definitely see what ends up happening. I'm a little Listen, nervous. Listen, bud, there's all kinds of dynamics playing with work people. You gotta be <laughs> careful. Gotta be careful. Right? Like, I don't even I don't even know how I'm gonna behave in the locker room because You've I can't seen the be- videos of Putin. You gotta yeah, set bro, I can't be bro. saying the shit in the locker room I say now in a fucking no, company no, locker room. No, no, no. Or 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 I just fucking it. buy into who I am and hopefully they like it. Or you could do like the meta version of yourself and really go over the top and go the complete. And then if that way, if anyone says anything, be like, bro, just joking, man. Yeah, I'm just I'm, fucking chilling out, dude. Yeah. But you fucking, could be like, let's go, boys, and just totally, totally go into like letter Kenny. Oh man, that maybe maybe, awesome. maybe I'll grab some smelling salts before I fucking take the road trip up fucking <laughs> get on the bench. Just- <laughs> yes. Yeah. The CEO's like, this kid's a fucking psycho. <laughs> uh what, what do you what do you have, Brownie? Uh we had a game last week, lower level. Uh I told you I was trying to stay low on the low on the radar. Well, I got uh puck tossed out to me. They moved me to forward and I got a, t- a puck tossed out to me and I walked one kid and all of a sudden I'm at the red line and I looked and there was no one than 15 feet of me. I'm like, fuck. I have to go in, you know, and uh, a goalie was, he was a pretty good goalie. It wasn't like, you know, I'm listen, I'm no like fucking Gretzky. Like I could pick snipe corners, but I'm like, I can't just go and like bury this and run the net. Like I normally would, you know? So I came in and uh, I, I, uh, let's see, came down the left side, had it my forehand and went forehand, backhand, pulled it across and tried the Forsberg and the goalie, Slap my stick out of my hand. <laughs> he was so mad. <laughs> that was so funny. So funny. But yeah, so I scored my scored my first goal on that team when they put me in forward. I had one and two. We won uh four three in overtime, plus three, not a big deal. That's so. a pretty good fucking night. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I was playing with uh bleeding score, and he was just like he he slapped his stick twice. We got to the bench after that shift, and I go, "Bud, you don't need to slap your stick. I'll find you." And he's like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Just get in front of the net and just wait, because I'll get you the puck." Yeah, I can't do a lot out there, but I can pass. Yeah, right. So I found him a couple of times, and he was like, "Oh, that was a sick pass." I'm like, "Told you, just stay ready, brother. Stay ready. Stick on the ice, right?" Yeah. Shout out, Stid. 
All right, beer league roundup. I there it, go. next week beer league roundups either going to be really good or really bad. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> figure it out. Uh, now we're gonna get into our Dom Moore heroes and zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right, hero and zero time. I'm gonna go quick with my two heroes, and you can do hero and zero zero. So my first hero, I have two heroes. First hero, Charlie McAvoy. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The slash he had on Hathaway tonight after Hathaway. Hathaway loves bullying like people who don't think who you think don't play hard hockey or like younger type players. He kind of went at McAvoy at the end of a play, just being a dick, and McAvoy gave him a fucking good slash on that the back. Like, dude, I I love that. I'm not even a Bruins fan. I'm like, that's fucking cool. Do you wear do you, on your knee pads? Do you have the back pad in? No. Neither do, neither do I. No. And if Hathaway doesn't, he felt that one. That fucking dude, it hurts. Uh, and then my other one, minor league journeyman, Derek Nesbitt played in his 1000th game. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Minor leaguers get their shit in. So, uh, those are my two heroes. What do you got? So I have a zero and a hero. I'll do my zero first. Uh, LSU football coach, Brian Kelly donkey, right? So he's from this area and I understand he was like, Oh, Boston, we don't have accents. Right. Which is fine. Because that's a valid point because the Pilgrims landed here. So New England is how you're supposed to talk, and the rest of the country has it wrong. Okay. So I understand that point. But he can't make that point when two weeks ago he was trying to ingratiate himself with LSU <laughs> fans with his country accent. You can't have it both ways, BK. Yeah. So you're my zero of the week for that move. Yeah. My, he, my hero of the week, you're going to love this one. So my hero of the week – is a one-year-old Shiloh Shepherd, which is kind of like a German Shepherd. It's her name is Tinsley. So up in New Hampshire on the New Hampshire Vermont border, there's a bridge at White River Junction that goes into um oh, great. I don't remember the name of the town. Is it it's not Woodstock? It's oh, it's Lebanon, New Hampshire to White River Junction, Vermont. Right? It's a little road. Uh, not the big highway bridge, it's a little secondary bridge on the secondary roads. So it was like 10 o'clock at night on uh, January 2nd. Yeah, January 2nd. And they they got reports about a dog running up and down this bridge or running on the side. There's no there's uh, Jersey Barry, so there's nowhere for it to go. So the cops came and shout out to these cops because it on the police, on the dashboard cam, it looked like a coyote. So shout out to them for figuring out it was a dog. Mm-hmm. And as they tried to get close, the dog kept kind of inching away, inching away. So they just decided to follow it. The dog led them to a busted up guardrail. They went at the guardrail and a Ford, I think it was an F-150, had gone through the guardrail and flipped, ejecting both passengers and the dog. The dog was soaking wet, so they figured it had been out there for a while. Both, one report said that the uh, the occupants of the, of the vehicle were in serious, you know, serious injuries. The other one said it wasn't that bad, but they didn't remember what happened. So either way, it sounds pretty bad. Yeah. These people were ejected from the car. They didn't know or the truck. They didn't know what happened to them. So there was obviously concussion protocol. Yeah. Uh, and they were both starting to show signs of hypothermia. The owner, uh, I have his name here. The owner, uh, Cam Laundry, uh, was fine. They were both fine. Both both the passengers. 
and they interviewed him and he said that the dog is a great dog. They're together all the time. She always rides with him and that he was going to reward her with some venison burgers. Dude, no fucking way, man. So my hero of the week is Tinsley the dog up in... Uh, we don't deserve dogs. Lebanon, New Hampshire. I knew you'd love this one. We don't deserve dogs. Like, yeah. This is literally Timmy's in the well, Lassie stuff. That's insane. Yep. What do you think those cops thought when they saw that? Like, holy They were like, holy shit. shit. Yeah. So I, I this is why I put on the document I put very little about the story because I knew it was. Bro, I'm I'm legitimately that. speechless. I love I dogs. This was... You know, you know that. Like dogs yeah. are like I fucking love dogs. Holy shit! You love seeing that stuff, dude. Uh, from a well, really really good story to yeah. a really really shitty story. My zero of the week goes to Vander Kane. Uh, he yeah, was yeah, yeah. bought out by the uh, San Jose Sharks. Not bought out. Well, sort of bought out. They terminated his contract because well, they call of the- unconditional waivers, right? Yeah, so they terminated the contract, don't have to pay him because he violated a COVID pro- protocol when he was in the AHL. Was, well, that's his second whack because he violated in the NHL too. Yes. Yeah. So they get rid of the contract. I'm so over this fucking guy, dude. Like, he just he just doesn't give a you shit. You wouldn't take him on the Rangers right now? No, absolutely not. Veteran minimum. No. 750 grand. No. He's a scumbag. I would want him nowhere near my team. All right. Um, And this is why he's like, on top of all this shit, uh, a report said for those asking, no interest shown by the Canucks and Evander Kane. Sources say Kane is looking for a cup contender. He's picking well, and choosing what fucking team he's going to. I saw another report saying that uh, he'll be on a team within a week and that six to eight have already inquired. Bro. Oh, man. Is he that good? Does that, does that good? He's Justin- the best player. He, he was the best player on that team. Yeah, but think about all the shit you have to put up with now, man. Like, well, or if he signed to, if he signed for the rest of this year, right, is all they're going to sign him for. He's an approve it contract. Yo, and whatever team signs him, the ball's on them with the whole PR and all that shit that's going to come out from that with, with all the allegations that he has against like his wife and all. Like, dude, it is going but to. Then you could, I'm just looking at it from devil's advocate, right? <clears throat> not, not saying I want him, but I, devil's advocate. You could say, listen, everyone deserves a second chance. We're trying to make what's best for Evander. Hockey's a family, and we're trying to help this guy get his life together. And innocent until proven guilty, too, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but still, dude, I don't want him. In, like, the fact that pisses me off that he gets to kind of handpick where he goes. I get why, because he's a fucking free agent and all well, that shit. Like, he's not really going to get to handpick where he goes because, let's say, all right, let's say, you know how every, every player that has uh, a, a no movement clause turns in like six teams. Yeah. Right. Let's say, let's say his six teams for the sake of argument were Boston, New York, Philly, Montreal, Buffalo, and St. Louis. Those are his six. Yeah. If those six don't inquire, then he's not picking where he's going. He's picking of what is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the best I available. I just, I, I you don't, don't want to see him rewarded. I get it, but they're going to sign him. It's going to be a veteran minimum. It's going to be, 250,000, 300, 400,000 for the rest of the year. And whoever signs him, if he just ends up playing and he stays out of the shit, he's going to light it up. Oh, 100%. Well, now that he's a UFA, I think he can go to the Olympics. Interesting. I think. I'm not 100% on that. I didn't really think of although, that. Although, I wonder if the IOC is like, uh, you already tried to fuck around with COVID twice yeah. on the fake stuff. I don't know, man. All right. So that was our Heroes and Zeros. Do you have anything else? You're good? No, I'm good. Yeah. All right. 
three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week. Give me a three wrestling, give me a three wrestling entrance musics real quick. What do you got? Uh, Cowboy Kid Rock, Ba Wada Ba. Oh, these are your songs. Oh, oh, okay. We can do, uh, yeah, dude. My number one is the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Oh, that was a good one. Sexy Boy. Yeah. Uh, number two. Oh man, Degeneration X. Yep. I think that one's a plus. And then number three, dude. It's hard to it's hard to argue against here in fucking Glass Shatter. So that so Stone Cold is your third or your number one? I think my number three. My number one's a Heartbreak Kid, dude. And then right, so X, no, Heartbreak Heartbreak Kid, Stone Cold DX. So I would go. I'll go third. My third is the rock can you smell yes, yes. oh yeah can you smell right that one and then my number two would be stone cold yeah and my number one when i coached we had a uh like a bowl game a few bowl games like on the fancy field yeah and the kids would make playlists and i told them i go i want this in our entrance music it was the mick foley theme okay mick yeah. foley's theme was great it was the car crash that there, there. Yeah. I mean, there's some good ones. Edge had a good one, dude. We're gonna um, have to do. You know what? We're gonna have to do a deeper dive into this. We'll yeah, save yeah. this one. Okay. We'll come yeah, back I'm to good. it. We may have to go. No, what we'll do is we'll do our top three if we were wrestlers and our top five wrestler entrance of all time. We'll do it like that. Okay. So it'll be a little different. I'm and maybe. Ahead. Oh, this is all on you. Can you edit in the sounds? If we if we get them in beforehand, yeah, probably. All right. We'll nice. Look at right, so, like big time. So so let us know. What, what's this week's three stars? All right. So this week's three stars, we were back and forth. And I said, what about numbers? So we said we'll do top three stars of numbers that you like best numbers in the NHL and top three stars of numbers that you would pick for yourself. Okay. <coughs> I'm good with it. All right. You want to uh, go first or you want me to go first? Hmm. You, you go want to do NHL first or individual first? We'll do NHL first. I'm doing this yeah. off the top of the head. No, that's I'm fine. feeling good about it. All right. You go so first. Give me your third star. My number three star for the NHL is 17. Wow. There's no, so you got Lucic, which is not my number one by any means. But look at the some of the guys through history. Wendell Clark. <coughs> Stan Jonathan. Dave Reed, who you probably don't know, but he was a great PK guy for the Bruins. Rod Brindamore. Ilya Kovachuk. And Yari Curry. That's some solid depth there at 17. Yeah, that's pretty fucking good. If Hal listens to this, he'll appreciate the Dave Reed shout out. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm just gonna give you three numbers that I think are cool. Oh, right, well, give me one because it's only one at a time. Well, I think this one's gonna be my number one. Well, no. no give me my number two. two. I'll give you my number two. I have to figure out my number three, but I'll all give right, you my number right. two. I think 87. The reason why I say that. Is because Sid started it, and I think after I think I think he was one of the first guys to wear an alternate like weird number. And I think birth years was sick. Like now, I think it's kind of played out. But with like Stammer with ninety one, Eugene Hopkins, I think wears ninety. I I don't know seven. No, that's not seven. Ninety three. I think that. But I just I don't know. I always thought that he started. That's a Mia Culpa hundred percent. By the way, (laughs) fuck, I'm pretty sure. There's no way you know about Sid, right? Is he 93? Who? I'll look it up. You know about Sid, right? He's not only 87, but he's August 7th. 
I didn't know that part. He's eight seven eight seven. Okay. I have my number two star now. If you want me to do this. All right, go ahead. 74. And I'm picking 74 because TJ Oshie wore 74 because it was the 4th of July. And then when he went to the Washington Capitals. Oh, okay. John Carlson had 74 and he had to change his number. So Americans that love the number 74 because of 4th of July. Why wouldn't he go 47? Because it's not 4th of July. But neither is 7-7. I understand. But when he went. Oh, from... afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Why did he reverse it? I don't know. All right. My number two number is number 11. Messier. Messier, Kopitar, Huberdeau, Jimmy Hayes, RIP, when he played for the Bruins. And then there's a whole shitload of Bruins that wore number 11, and that's why I think. Uh, PJ Axelson, Anson Carter, Joey Mullins, Stevie Casper, and then, of course, Bobby Carpenter. All number 11s. I can't look it up right now. I feel like number 27 would probably be a cool number because I know Kovalev and I feel like some high-powered guys did that. But my number one jersey number is 99. There's no other jersey in the league that is that. Like, that has to be the number one. No one else can wear it, right? That's what I'm saying. That's why it's my number one. Oh, like, that's an interesting he, slant that you took there. I see what you did there. He's so fucking good that yeah. nobody else can wear his jersey. Like, that's, that's insane, interesting. That's an interesting way of looking at it. That went that uh, yo. You were thinking on a different level than I was. Uh, there's no other number. No, I get it. No, I agree with you. I agree, and and that's an interesting way to think about it. It's like in baseball, the number one number is 42 because no one else can wear it. Exactly, and there, there's very few people in sports that have that. Yeah, dude, that's a that's an interesting. Like, dude, Michael Jordan's 20. No, 20. You can wear 23. Yeah, yeah. Baseball's 42. Yeah. Uh, there, I don't, I don't think, think there's a football number. Football. No. That's insane thinking of that. Yeah, that's a good one. I never, I didn't think of it that way. And what I thought would have been a really classy thing and they didn't do it is when Dale Earnhardt passed away. I thought if they retired the number three, that would have been fucking sick. But they well, never. Well, there's did. also like, like players. So, like for the Bruins, right? Before Terry O'Reilly got his number retired, they didn't give out 24 to anybody. Yeah. So they do stuff like that, you know? But a way. I looked at this as impressed, what, huh? No, that was I, I am impressed. That's a, that's a good way, yeah. So you you saw a hoof print in the ground, and I thought horse. You thought zebra. No, oh, it was yeah. interesting. <laughs> um, no, see, I looked at it as what numbers do I like? Like I I kind of like like if I see a guy wearing number eleven, I'm like, oh, who's this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, the number one number for that is nineteen. Stevie Y. Stevie Joe Tackick. Jonathan Taves. I got a whole list here. Johnny Pine McKenzie for the Bruins. You got Larry Robinson, Shane Doan, Brad Richards, Ray, Sagan when he played for the Bruins, Joe Thornton when he played for the Sharks, Backstrom. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that is kind of a cool number. I can never pull These last two, cool. you're going to laugh at me. Uh, Johnny Pine McKenzie, old, old Bruin guy, right? Yeah. Old time. And then one of my favorite Bruins of all time, even though he's really known as a flyer, Dave Poulin wore number 19 when he played for the Bruins. Okay. I fucking love the way he played. <laughs> 19's a sick number. Yeah. So that's why I was looking at. I wish I was fucking good enough to wear 19. Yeah, right? That's the thing. Like, you can't wear it. Right. Um, I can't wear a 19. Yeah. All right. Give all me right. your top three. All right. So now someone comes, you're on a new team. They drop the bag at your feet and they go, Ked. It's one through, it's one through ninety nine. What number do you want? These are your top three. 
my top three. So yep. I'll go third star, 38. When Ooh. I went to Siena, uh, they didn't have the eight jersey. Somebody wore 18, somebody wore 28. I'd worn eight and 28 before that. But they had a 38, and the guy before me, Joe Garnett, he was he was fucking really, really good defenseman. And I went and visited those guys before I went there, and they were fucking really cool. And, I, and he played in my beer league team. He was fucking really good. And uh, 38 was available. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally not going to live up to this expectation, but, like, I'm going to do it. So I wore 38, block shots, penalty killer, third line. Yeah, and, and a couple years after that, my buddy, who I'm really close to him, Will Thorpe, shout out to him, he went to Siena and he wore 38. So like, it's kind of like yeah, kind of yeah. number weird. Pavel Dimitra wore it. Uh, Shane Harper wore it. There's really not that many 38s though. Like, if no, you it's a good one. It's a unique one. Though. I like yeah. that. So 38, that would be my number three star. That 38 cool. is a good number too. Like if you just, if you're a rookie and you just made training camp and they just gave you like a 38 Jersey. Cause you're not in the fifties. It's not too, super dusty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I gotcha. So I have an, I have two honorable mentions. One I'm going to mention now, one I have to wait until the end. So my honorable mention, I wore it a few summers ago in Summer League, is 39, right? It just popped up, and it was, and I was going through the bag, and it was 39. And I, I like the number significance because my daughter was born on 7, 16, 16. 16, 16, 32, and 7 is 39. Okay. So that's, that's my honorable mention. But my third star is for my boy CP, number 14. Because we don't play together if I sometimes wear 14 in honor okay. of him. Just because I love – he's a great guy. We played D together for years. We play winger together. Everybody makes fun of us for sharing brains because we just keep crisscrossing and dropping pucks to each other. And, uh, yeah, so I wear 14 if I don't play with him sometimes as an homage. As an homage. Okay. Yeah. 14's a pretty good number too. Yeah, I like the teens. I really do. Yeah. yeah. Um. Shit, dude. My number two star <laughs> – I wore eight, but like eight's like Ovechkin, and I am not Ovechkin. Yeah. Um, I would say thirty six, but I just did thirty eight, so I can't really do that. Uh, deuces, probably twenty two. I think twenty two would be kind of a cool number. Brian Boyle, which is which is oh, see, I think of Mike Bossy immediately at twenty two. I think I think of I think of Boiler. Sean Thornton. I mean. It's hard because a lot of my buddies wear these numbers too, and I don't want to like rob their style. I always thought twenty four was a sick number. Like growing up, yeah. I always thought twenty fours were really good. Uh, nine, I did. I maybe I would, maybe nine because Adam Graves, uh, Pavel Bore, I think were nine. Gordy Howe, dude. Gordy Howe, I don't know. Johnny Busick, number nine. I'm probably my. Maybe 16, Sean Avery. I have no idea. I honestly have no idea what my second number would be. I know for sure my first number. But like gun to your head, Ked, you have to pick one right now. Probably 22. Nice. I like that. Uh, my number two is number 12. We know why. Oh, again, though? Yep. Yep. Whenever, whenever my number is not available, I immediately look for 12. Okay. Nope. I'm okay with that. Yep. And then my number one star... I grew up on 67 Barney Road, and if you add me and my three best buddies' hockey numbers up, it's 67. So oh, cool. I, I actually uh, – my old man, he had cancer like years ago, and his cancer went away one day. It went into remission, and he called me. I was at work at Finger Paint. I literally left my job, and I'm like, hey, I got to go somewhere. And I went right to the tattoo place, and I got 67 on my bicep because it's like friends and family. So oh. I, had, I had this tattoo way before I had everything. Yeah, happened. yeah, yeah. So 67's just always been like uh it's been the number, dude. It's it's a very random number, but like that's where I grew you, up. 
do you pay attention on June 7th? Like, is that like a day that you... No, not really. It's just... Okay. But like, I remember when, when my old man passed away, like when we had to drive home, one of the roads that we were on was 67. And it was like, dude, like what the fuck's going on right now? So, uh, yeah. It, it kind of a weird... You know who wears 67? Lawson Krause. Really? Yeah. Way to tie it back in. Nice. There it is. You like that shit? So... I always see like the numbers and stuff, and 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 this number is I've worn this number since high school, and I like this number so much that it was only we only had it where I went to public school. We only had it in one, like we were green and white. We only had it in like green, so I had to be two different numbers. And the the head coach is like, "Why do you have to be difficult?" I'm like, "Cause that's my number." He's like, well, "Where's the other jersey?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know." But was it double zero? No, twenty eight. That's my Can number. I wore 28 at Hudson Valley one time. 28 is a good number, dude. It's my number. Alex but here's Simon. the thing. 28, I see it everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Like, the, when when my daughter was born, the suite we were in was 1428, and I sent a picture of it to my buddy, number 14. I'm like, dude, it's us. <laughs> and if 28's unavailable and 12's unavailable, I'll sometimes get 10. Damn. Right? I like 10, but I don't like it as much. The other one I go to is 53. Because five minus three is two, five plus three is eight. Yeah. So fifty three gets there too. I, I like that. I and I like ten because two and eight equals ten. I have to pick a number between ten and nineteen because I feel like the numbers have one and then a digit following it are way cooler than any of the other numbers. I don't know why, and I didn't pick one, so I got to figure that out. Eleven would be cool. My one, one of my best buddies, he was number eleven. Can't do eleven. Can't can't do can't do thirteen. Can't do eleven. Thirteen. I, 13 is probably my least favorite number 11 thir- uh, 13 couldn't do 21 27 those are the other two ones that i can do 27 is a sick number though yeah it's my birthday 27 and how were how were 21 oh did he nice yep, stay home actually when uh that guy stevie that i'm going to be interviewing him and his dad remember i you know the yep. really good player when he started watching letter kenny he texted me he's like brownie Joy Boy 28, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. I just, uh, we watched the new season, so I actually, what I do is I just watch the old ones now and I'm running it back. And dude, the fat fucking show is, yeah, choice. But that's what we have for this episode of the morning skate. This is episode 234, Brownie. I, I, I thought I had something else, but I guess I don't. No, well, I guess that's it, man. No, I think we did everything, but I. Dude, that went like super smoother than I thought it was gonna. Yeah, I mean, we battled at the beginning, but then we got. Yeah. Listen, buddy, tough first shift. We got you know, get to get the get the quads going, and you know, feeling good now, nice and loose. I'm gonna have to do some stretching tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, best of luck to you. I need to see some like footage and stuff from that, and you have to be the teddy bear guy. I, I'll I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll keep you updated. All right, guys, that was this episode. Take one one last thing. As always, God bless you, Jerome McGinley. Hopefully, we'll get you on the pod at someday. But if we don't, I just still want you to be happy and live a full and happy life. I appreciate that. I, I truly do. And again, this episode of the Morning Skates brought to you by potentially One Wheel. And uh, it's getting close. An amazing race. And yo, we have to contact contact um, Live Barn. We have to get them on the horn. But okay, that's the episode of Morning Skate. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.